McNulty stunning for anyone to get up off Cargill and find Bennett. It's into the box. McNulty cut back for Roberts. It's Gary Roberts no, for Bobby. are leading in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Mark McNulty, but a good chance by Doyle. For McNulty on the edge. Mark McNulty oh, short yes. for Bobby. Smashes it past McCormack. Won by Doyle. Finished by the returning Mark McNulty. First left blood for Bobby. They're in dreamland early here at Bratton. There's a through ball to Jamal Lowe. Jamal Lowe's onside. The flag stayed down. Jamal Lowe, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant. Pompey will be promoted at this rate. That is it. Pompey are champions. They won League Two in the most dramatic of circumstances. The PO4 podcast with Hugh Bunce. Proud to be Pompey. Hi Pompey fans and welcome to the PO4 Car Special Edition. Well, Pompey have managed to get an absolute steal of a sign-in and joining me today is Stevie Cliff from the absolutely amazing Four Lads Had a Dream blog. Steve, how are you mate? Hi, good evening. Thanks for having us along. No, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, you're the absolute knowledge base mate about Rangers, so it's great to have you on the show. And um, yeah, I suppose um, I'm going to ask first just a little bit to give the Pompey fans a bit of a background on, you know, what you do, what your blog does. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the blog hasn't been going that long. It only started in December 2017 and it was just my own idea. Um, basically, Rangers problems in the last few years have been well documented. Yeah, for and sure. I was, I was basically, mate, I was just sick of reading negative headlines all the time and I just, I just think that yeah, times were tough at that point, but I just thought that it was going to get better and think good things were happening. And um, it got popular. It just kind of caught fire. Um, and I, th- I think people just enjoyed reading something that wasn't so negative all the time. So it's kind of developed from there. And now we have um, a monthly podcast and um, we've managed to raise um, £10,000 for our youth development um, at the club so anything we get yeah. um, and organise and, and stuff like that we, we send back to the club um, to help the youth guys coming through indeed like boys like Ross McCrory who's, who's who's with yourself and the reason I'm here with you guys tonight so that's basically it um, we just so we, we put out blogs every kind of few weeks when, just when there's something to talk about and and I think the, the thing is and I think what people like is we're just honest we'll just we don't try and butter things up. We don't try and be overly negative. We'll just tell you um, what it's like, and the, and it's been good. So that's that's basically where we are with it. Now you guys also do an incredible job. You know, I think you've got like thirty-two or thousand people, so roughly. I think off the top of my head, following you guys on Twitter. Um, I had a little read of your stuff, and yeah, mate, it's really decent. I think Pompey fans can probably empathise with. Um, Rangers plight although a bit different but obviously you know we had we all fell all the way down the leagues after bad ownership into league two and you know we're now trying to fight our way back up into the championship yeah um, believe it or not I actually follow um, Portsmouth story quite quite closely because once you get a a team that's went through similar to what you have yeah um, and the Pompey support are fantastic I mean um, we were down there must have been, God, it must be now eight, nine years ago and Portsmouth actually beat us in a friendly down there, but the atmosphere was incredible. And that was when both teams were strong. Yeah, um, I remember. That's really, that's really where both teams should be. 
Um, Pompey should definitely be up um, in the in the Premiership, and um, Rangers. Fortunately, now we, it looks like we're returning back to to where we need to be. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been two tough times for the for the league uh, for the for the teams, but hopefully better times are ahead. Yeah, no, definitely better times for both teams, and it's great to see you guys doing um, doing so well again. It's good for for Scottish football, but. Yeah, and as you can see by these young players you've brought through, and hopefully that translates again into the national team as well. Yeah, I, I definitely think things are, are turning for us, um, in which we'll probably go in to talk about when we talk about Ross a wee bit more in depth. But um, Rangers now, since um, Stevie took over last summer, um, have really have really grown. Um, you know, guys like Defoe and things like that up here is, is way beyond where we were just a couple of years ago. So it's looking positive for us and there's a lot of belief that this year might just be the year that we're ready to finally do something. So we've started well pre-season, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it'd be nice to see you guys overturn Celtic from that top spot for sure. And it's got um, to happen at some time. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. And I think Gerard's a good manager and he's he's shown and I think you see a lot more of this sort of top level players don't you coming into management nowadays um, and doing really well you see Frank Lampard at Derby who's now moved on obviously and you know I've been chatting to you know a few different players some on the podcast and some off who are looking to get into coaching I know Matty Taylor for instance did an article of him and you know he was saying how he's looking to get into coaching now and I think teams want that fresh young approach don't they that players can relate to rather than being talked down in a sort of authoritarian way yeah, I mean, I think it's refreshing because how many times, particularly in England, do you see the same old faces who seem to do like one bad job to another? And I'm mm. going to, I'll, I'll, I'll say a name, and I don't mean to offend anybody or that, but Mark Hughes, you know, seems to go from one job to another. And I would much rather see guys like Gerard, um, guys like Frank Lampard, guys like Matty Taylor, like you said, who have yeah. been good professionals get a chance because what's the worst that can happen? You know, um, so let's Gerard for us. Gerard was huge because at, at the time where we announced Gerard, we had just been given two thumpings off of Celtic, five um, 0 and four 0 and they were humiliating, and we were going absolutely nowhere. And he came in, and it just it revitalised everybody, and there was a massive sense of, you know, let's like this is it. And his first press conference, he he's immortal kind of words of let's go. And that was us. Like everybody, everybody went on the bandwagon. We had a massive turnaround last summer. Like we had nearly forty players in and out, and it, and it needed it. But it, it wasn't enough. This was a project for us. It was going to take two, three, four transfer windows, and we're now kind of. I don't think there'll be much more from us this year. I think we've had eight in. Um, so it's now getting to the point where the standards are actually really high. I mean, we played Marseille there on Sunday, and we beat them four 0 and it was four 0 at Canta. And that wow. was with their first team with the likes of Strootman and Paye and stuff. And we know friendlies don't really do much, so I'm not getting overexcited by that. But I'm just saying that a couple of years ago, they would have quite easily you know, squashed us and put us aside. I think Burnley came to Ibrox two or three years ago and, and beat us 3-1. And it was 3-1 going on 7-1. It was one of those ones and you just thought, we are miles away yeah. from being anywhere where we need to be. So Gerard has, has definitely been... Um, He's been positive, he's been uplifting, and he's, he's a global name, he's a global attraction. And we would never have had guys like Defoe 
um, coming here and, and even the likes of Scotty Arfield, Stephen Davis and that, they're all coming because of Stephen Gerrard and even just a, a boy that we've taken from England in the last couple of months, um, Joe Arabo from Charlton, he said that you know as soon as he, he speak to Stephen Gerrard there's only really one place we want to go. So I don't see what there is to, to lose of giving these guys their chance. No, not at all. And, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm Joe Rebo from Charlton. He's a fan, absolutely fantastic player, and I can tell you that for a fact. You know, Pompey fans will know that we saw him play last season. He's one of those players that really just, you know, he's young, he's dynamic, and he really sets the tempo of a game. And, and I think he'll, you know, he would have done really, really well in the um, in the championship. I think he's an absolutely cracking signing for you. You know, despite Lee Bowyer's moaning, for instance, about how he should have stayed there or gone to another championship team, or whatever. I think it's a great move for him. And, you know, playing on a big stage at Rangers, I think he was the kind of player who's got that confidence and he'll really slot in and, and make a difference for you. Well, he started quickly. He scored last night. Yeah. Um, and he's he's got... He, obviously, he, he comes in as being a bit of an unknown quantity for me. I've obviously he, I've heard of him and... Knew, we knew of the interest a good few months ago, but it was one of those ones where he, he had a lot of people after him, so he never knew how it was going to go. Yeah. Um, but of what I've seen of him, he looks strong. He looks like he doesn't lose the ball a lot, and he's got a he's got a big stride, and he's able to to control the ball in a situation where you think, well, he's lost that, and then he somehow manages to get it out. But yeah, he, he, he look, he's he a modern like, footballer. Yeah, he looks like the kind of kind of player. Like he's athletic and he's strong. He looks like the kind of player that, that we, we haven't had and we need. So he should bring a good balance. But I'm excited about seeing him. And obviously the plan for us would be, even even with a club like Rangers, where we consider ourselves to be a, a very big club, our plan with him would be a couple of good seasons, turn him around and put him back out. You know, for we've spent three, four hundred grand. We would want, you know, seven eight million back for him and if he does well then I don't think there's ever a kind of like a problem with Rangers trying to keep hold of these boys if we get a good fee then off they'll go so it's a good move for him in that sense um, yeah. I can understand why Boyer's upset you know he, he would want another English club to try and protect Charlton and things like that but Charlton knew you know it's, it's a contract situation they should have sorted it out long before so we've just been opportunists with it yeah, I mean, Charlton are not under all kinds of um, financial issues, aren't they? But I think the thing is, though, that he is he's a really good player. I know Pompey fans and everyone in, in League One, if any of the clubs did go up, everyone wanted to sign him. A lot of championship clubs are in for him, and he's got the ability to go all the way, I think. And he's a very... As you said, he doesn't lose the ball much, but he also he wins the ball back well and he gets everything moving and he ups the tempo of a team, I'd say. So I think he's a player that you know, you'll know you find very useful uh, this he, season as well. He made he made the first goal against Marseille on Sunday because he was closing down and he managed to intercept and, and then we were three on three and he used it. He played it inside and um, Morelos then put it out to Candace who scored. So I've noticed that he's... he's he pushes the whole team up 20, 30 yards by him pressing. So it's going to be interesting. He'll certainly be one that um, one that we want to watch anyway and see how he goes. But um, if if that's the, the kind of standard that you've got down there in your leagues, I can see why um, Ross would be a good fit for you, which obviously we'll, we'll talk a wee bit more about. 
Yeah, and just before we go on to Rospo's last thing, you obviously got um, George Edmondson as well to, um, to come to Rangers. It was touted that Pompey actually had an offer accepted for him, but again, you know, he wanted to go to Rangers. I think he'd had a, a stadium tour and he'd really bought into the club, didn't he? Um, another, you know, fantastic young centre back who, you know, I think he passes the ball well. He, he looks strong, and you know, I hope he does well for you as well. Well, he was he was one that we actually broke on the blog several months ago because we we knew he was up at the training ground so when there had been talks about other bids being accepted I generally wasn't that worried because I thought that you know once you get a player to your ground once you get a player up that you, you've kind of got your claws in at that point yeah and all the noises were good and so we've, again he pretty much comes as a, an unknown quantity again but I haven't seen him I've been impressed with him so far um in terms of he's he's obviously a very good build, he's good, strong in the air, and he looks good and composed on the ball. Yeah. Granted, yeah got... Sorry, I was just going to say, we no, haven't okay. really played anyone yet. That's the only thing. So we don't know how good he is defensively. Um, mentioned Marseille, but Marseille were just blown away, so he can't take much from that game. Um, and the European games have obviously been a canter so far as well. Um, got Blackburn coming up on Sunday, Derby the following Sunday, and then we've got the European games against Progress. So it's going to get gradually get tougher. I'm sure that Blackburn and, and Derby will put up kind of harder um, friendlies than we've had so far. But first glances, yeah, I'm impressed with him. He, he certainly looks. And again, we've not spent six hundred thousand for you know a 22 year old centre back isn't a lot of money. And he he's actually at, at the club. He's fourth choice. So. It's it's going to be one of those ones where his game time is going to be kind of staggered throughout the season because we're hoping to have a kind of 60-game season. So we're going to need four good centre-backs, which hopefully we have. But if that's our strength now, it's fourth choice. I mean, last year we, we had loaned guys in and we had um, Gareth McCauley as, as kind of our fourth choice. And yeah. he's now obviously left the club. But it just goes to what I was saying about Gerard bringing the standards much higher than they, than they were when he first came in. So he certainly looks good. Yeah, I mean, one to watch as well. Yeah, and it's just interesting, isn't it, showing that sort of cross of how uh, Pompey and Rangers have you know, both been targeting different players and how it's ended up with, well, targeting the same players, sorry, and then how it's come about of you guys um, you know, doing us a favour, really, and um, loaning Ross out to us. So, um, yeah, let's crack in. Let's crack into into Ross. So he's had a bit of an interesting, interesting history, isn't he? He's... Um, He's from a small village, Sea called Daly, near Air. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Do you guys have, you know, the Rangers of a club have quite an extensive scouting network because he's he's you know from a small a small village, I suppose, and he's got his brother there as well, hasn't he? Who you also took on at the same time. Well, if I can if I can kind of journey back to kind of before in 2010, 2011, before basically financial collapse and and the kind of ownership issues we had. Rangers were um, champions of the, the country three times in a row and basically our youth set up our training ground and everything was, was state of the art. What then happened to us when we were, were taken over, we were taken over by a guy that had absolutely no money, conned his way in, subsequently yeah. faced a whole host of police charges which they didn't come to anything but they're looking into again and things like that. And we were just passed from one owner to the other and it was just a nightmare. And what subsequently happened is the training ground got um, neglected, our youth set up got neglected and 
only now after a, a kind of seven, eight year gap, we're starting to be able to recruit to the levels we used to. So, for example, this mm-hmm. summer, in our youth set up, the, the kind of 14 to 16 ages, um, we've had guys like um, Umaro Balde, we've taken uh, from Sport and Lisbon, we've taken um, Boy Hosler Ritchie from Man City, um, and he's, he's the second boy from Man City we've come up in the last couple of uh, months. So what I'm getting from that is at the time that Ross and Robbie's twin brother came, they were really highly thought of. And and Robbie and, and Ross have, have been known to us um, as, a, as a kind of fan base for several years. And, and even before they first came into the first team, you know that way where you have a gem at that age? Yeah. And everybody's maybe. talking about him. Well, Ross and Robbie have been that for us for a long time. But what happened to Ross is that Ross probably came into the first team for us at the wrong time because we were pretty horrendous. As I said, we were getting regular scalpings off of everybody and we were a mess. So if Ross had come in when Gerard came in under the, the kind of crest of the wave, I think it would have been different for Ross in terms of being nurtured properly. But what we've done is um we've we've maybe he's maybe had more games than he should have at an earlier stage and he's been forced to grow up instead of being allowed to, if that makes sense for a young player. Yeah, completely you think of that sheltering maybe that you might have got yeah, just, just, good coaching. just yeah. good coaching. But it in a way it's it's two things. It, it's made him grow up fast and you are getting you're getting a very, very good player. I mean, Ross is is going down to you guys on loan with an intention of coming back to us. It's not an intention of, of putting him on. And I remember when I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about this, at first you asked, did he have a clause and things? And we said no. Yeah. Um, and at that time it was getting talked about. He did. And we, we kind of asked the club and the club were like, no, he's definitely, he, this isn't a, a kind of a loan to, um, to sell. He's got a he's got a, a standard kind of if it's not working then he can we can recall him but the, the intention is that he's he's down there for the year and he'll do he'll do really well for you guys um, and the, back to the the question about the kind of extensive kind of networking that's now back up for us I would consider us now our scouting range we've recruited a lot of scouts and, and the network and the and the academy's getting the money and the the kind of attention that it deserves. Now, I know that 10,000 isn't a lot with regards to having raised for the blog and things like that, but I just, I'm so passionate about our youth development. And I, like you guys will probably, you know that way where, where somebody comes through and it's a local boy and things like that. He's the ones you want to do well. And, mm. and it's just, it's the same for us. So hopefully um, now um, we can get these guys coming through on a, on a kind of regular basis. No, completely. I think that's incredible. And you know, I applaud you for for going out and raising the money for the youth team. I mean, Pompey ourselves, we've done a similar thing. We helped crowdfund the um, our new training facility, um, yeah. which you know, obviously, we bought the the, you know, the first team and etc. The youth teams all together into into the same centre, which has made a huge difference to to the club as well. Having that on the island, you know, and you know, with that sense of identity, then really growing through through the years, but. I think I think it's interesting, really, that he's had to grow up quickly, as you said, you know. And I think that that really says something about the character of the player, because 
some some people in that pressure situation it's almost like you have to do it isn't it and if and some people wouldn't have the character to be able to do that but he's obviously been able to step up and you know go play more games than maybe he should have and i think that's testament to ross really yeah well just to, to kind of talk about ross for a wee bit i don't know um i think he's played one friendly picked up a knock from what i've seen from yeah. the time Portsmouth. so i'm not sure how much the guys will know about him that are listening so a wee bit about ross um ross w- when he came through our youth academy can was was predominantly a center half and then also moonlighted at, at times at right back where he's quite comfortable he then in 2016 and he would have been, if he would have been about eighteen, went on loan to Air United, and he played yeah. fifteen games. So that was our um, kind of championship first division level, which would have would have done him good. And then he got recalled, and at that stage, um, two thousand and sixteen, when he was recalled, we were we were again we were, were nowhere near the levels that we should have been. So he ended up playing. Um, 30 to 40 games and he went in at centre half now at that time we were playing a Celtic team that was um, invincible for the season mm-hmm. um, and kind of squatting, squatting everybody out of the way and, and Ross got, got the brunt of it but he was never we never went away from any games thinking well he's never going to make it and he's, and he's making mistakes left right and centre it was never like that he was a much better team a much better player being dragged down by a poorer team. So it's when we've been watching Ross and when he's been developing, we've never watched him and thought he's not going to make it, if you know what I mean. He's just been raw and rough. So the following year, he went to Dumbarton on loan and he played around about 10 games and we brought him back again. And at this point, he he then went into centre-back position and um, he done very well on his um, in there, but again, this is pre Gerard, so we we've kind of again we've been we've been getting kind of ragdolled by everybody. But he's 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 been fine. He's held his own. But he, at that point, at, at being centre back, he never had a regular partner. He never really had anyone. But Ross is a big boy. He's six foot three. He's, he's assured. He's strong in the tackle, and he and what you'll see from Ross is that. He'll never shirk responsibility or or dodge a 50-50. He's not that type of player. And the more he's came on, when when Stephen Gerrard came in last summer, they moved him immediately from centre half to defensive midfield, and he's and he's excelled there. So, I think that Portsmouth's plan is to play him there. If I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, that's completely right. Yeah. Yeah, he's if if you guys are going to play him there, then you'll get 40, 50 games out of Ross and, and I'll be surprised if he doesn't pick up man of match in 15 to 20 games for you guys because he, he is a cracking player. But the reason we put him out is because we cannot give him the 40, 50 games that he needs because we, we've got a really strong midfield at the moment. We've got um, Jack, Kamara, Davis, Scott Arfield, Joe Aribo, um, Greg Doherty so we've got six that are really strong and we've just yeah. put out Jordan Ross and we've put out Ross on loan so you're getting a, a player that and, and what to expect from him is just just what I said he's really strong in the tackle he's really strong in, in tracking a marker and, and tracking a runner he's really good in the air um, and he's good at breaking up play now we we played um, 
Celtic at Christmas, just just after Christmas, 29th of December at Ibrox. We haven't, at that point, beaten Celtic in seven or eight years. And it was a really crucial match for, for Rangers. And I would ask that any Portsmouth player wants to see what Ross McCrory is, is like, Portsmouth fan, sorry, yeah. is get get the highlights of that game or watch that game because he was he was sensational. And he just sat in front of the back four and just behind the middle four or the middle, the middle kind of two um, and then the wingers. And he just broke up everything and he was absolutely brilliant. And he, he tracked back, he tackled, he won all the 50-50s. And he's a really hard player, Ross. Um, he's, he's not, he, he just won't. That's why he's so popular. People like him because you, you get some guys that will never or, or kind of just dip a toe in. That's not Ross. Ross will give you absolutely everything. And um, he was instrumental and a massive part of, of our victory that day. And that was huge for the club because we had to kind of get over that hurdle of beating Celtic. Um, and then again, a couple of months later, we did it again. And he was he was kind of pivotal to starting that belief that we could do it. So you're getting a player that's going to, um, he's going to dictate from deep. He's going to play pat, but he'll just he'll get the ball and he'll just play it to the to the other guys in your team that are that are going to be more attack minded. Um, he's not going to give you much going forward, I don't think. Um, I think I was looking at some stats from Ross earlier, and only zero point thirty two percent of attacks or passes that we 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 had and that he had during this in the team last year led to attacking moves. So he's very much kind of win the ball recycle it and let somebody else carry it on if you, if that makes sense yeah no it's interesting like, a few points to pick up on already from that I mean first of all Pompey fans will absolutely love him if he pulls his shirt on and just plays his heart out because you know as a fan base that's really just what all we expect really and uh, you know he'll, ha- he'll have the fans behind him um, I'm sure he's used to that at Rangers as well but you know the Pompey fans will, will rally behind him and you know give him a go I think one thing that's interesting is that, you know, Pompey generally play a, a 4-2-3-1 formation. And, you know, Kelly Jacket plays that in a, a quite a compact way. And the two sitting in front of the four um, play a lot more of a holding midfielder role, which sounds like he it will suit it will suit Ross really. Um you've got you've got Tom Naylor next to him, who again, you know, he's come out of the championship and he's experienced player, and I think he'll he'll really help. Uh, Ross there in his development you know so one of the leaders in the dressing room and just that that little bit of you know when to move the ball etc I think he could he could help with that but I suppose the only thing I'm a little bit concerned about is is that Pompey needs someone who can really from deep just push the ball forward a little bit so if we end up playing uh, McCrory and Naylor together um, I'm the only thing that concern me is you might be a bit flat rather than playing um, Ben Close, who's come through the academy, who's got a bit more of a, a spray of passing. So um, I think that that sort of implies we'd have to play a more attacking, creative midfielder in front of the two of them in, in that number 10 position. And, you know, so far they've looked at playing, well, Brett Pittman in that role, and he's not going to create that attack, you know. He's much more of a striker playing off a striker. So it'll be interesting to see how it develops. I know Joe Gallen, the Pompey assistant manager, said that, you know, he sees him originally as a number four, but he thinks we can get that attacking, um, get some more attacking impetus out of him for you as well and help develop his attacking side of his game. They think he's got that ability, um, which is, 
you know, can only be beneficial for Rangers. And I don't know, you know, for Rangers fans listening, I don't know if you know much about how Ben Thompson last season came on loan for us from Millwall. You know, he came on loan. He wasn't getting regular game time, very much like Ross. Um, he came into the side. He played in the same position where Ross is going to play. Um, and he was, you know, man of the match, you know, at least half of the games he played in. He, he broke out offensively as well. He, you know, he's creating goals. He ended up scoring a few but, you know, his, he, his bread and butter was, again, getting that ball back, winning it, you know, getting in there, getting stuck and just bringing the play back the other way. You know, Pompey have got three very attacking players who play in front of him. So if he can get, move the ball quickly, just, you know, nothing doesn't have to do anything special, but just get the ball forward to the likes of Ronan Curtis, you know, Jamal Lowe, if he's, if he's still here, um, Harness who's just coming from, from Burton Albion, etc. Then, you know, he'll be in, in a good place to, to really push his game on and, Millwall ended up um, recalling him in January, which was a shame. But it's earned it's earned Ben Thompson a new three-year contract, and he's now playing in the Championship regularly for them. Well, I think that one thing you say that's interesting there in regards to to kind of um, progressing Ross for, from an attacking side is we've never tried that because we've never been in the position where um, we we've we put him in in that kind of in that kind of um, set up so it'll be interesting to see if he has that in his locker he's, he, all the times I've seen Roth, Ross at youth he was either at centre half or right back um, and he never really he, he wasn't ever really forward and he has he's, he scored a couple of goals from, from corners and things for us but he's, he's never been one to to take a long range shot or things like that Ross is very tidy he's very he's very much just like I said he'll break play and then and then give it to the more expansive players in your team um, if he's got somebody experienced, like you said, um, next to him, um, you were talking about yeah, Tom uh, Naylor. Tom Naylor, yeah, sorry. Yeah. If you're talking about Tom and he's got him, then imagine between the two of them, they would be pretty solid in there. So it gives Pompey a good base. Um, and I think, I genuinely think, and I'm not just saying this, I genuinely think that Ross will excel and I think he'll be a really good, exciting player for you. No, I can see it. And I, I, I'm genuinely saying this as well to Rangers fans. I think it's a good move for him. And I know um, before he came down, there was a lot of talk about, he said that Sunderland came in late for him. And, you know, he spoke to him about, um, before he did the medical at Pompey, trying to poach him. And he ended up saying, you know, he had a, a chat with Kenny Jacket and he had his heart set on, on coming down to the South Coast and, you know, joining Pompey, um, which is always encouraging because, you know, for as much as Pompey and Sunderland have their beef and rivalry, you know, Sunderland are a big club, aren't they? And, um, you know, it shows that I think he's, the, as he said about Kenny Jacket in the conversation, he's the right fit for the club. You know, he'll get the games and he's playing in the right position to, to develop his career. Um, so it can only be good for both teams, really. Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, well, the thing with um, Ross and, and Sunderland is that there's been rumours about Sunderland's interest for quite a while. So... We we had that we had stories of a, a talk of a, a two million bid and then talk of a loan and then subsequently right at the death when we when more or less we we thought a couple of days prior to actually being done that he was Pompey bound and Sunderland came up but Ross is one of these boys that is is headstrong so obviously in talking to Kenny Jack he's he's liked what he heard and. He's he's down at you guys to, to get that game time, and he's playing in front of a really great, passionate crowd, which is similar to what we have up here. And that um, you know that when you think about Portsmouth, you think about Fratton Park and the the chime and bells and everything else. I mean, it's intense, and they're right, 
the fans are right on you, and that's only going to help him because he comes from he comes from a ground at Ibrox where you know fifty thousand every week, and and we're not the most patient, and that's and that's maybe not a, um, a good thing for a youngster. But we were quite moany, and even even last night at one 0 two 0 in our European game, we were, were kind of grumbling that we weren't getting more. So that's the kind of crowd we are, and we know that down at Portsmouth it's it's passionate and. Um, it's a kind of demanding crowd as well. So everything that kind of that we want when we put somebody out on loan, we're going to get from Portsmouth. And I would hope that the players that, that you guys need to get you back to where you belong as well as, as somebody like Ross. And as I said, I'm hoping that when we when come back on in, in a couple of months' time and we talk about Ross again, that you'll be telling me how good he is and how excited you are by him and... And hopefully he is doing these things that I say, um, because I, I do generally consider Ross to be um, captain material for Rangers and one that is going to be the kind of mainstay of our squad for the next kind of four, five, six years. Yeah, and, you know, I'm hoping that's, that is the case. And from all I've seen and, and et cetera, I can see that see that happening. And, you know, I'm, I'm will be uh, more than uh, I'm happy to provide you guys with updates and, um, you know, give you some some progress reports etc and yeah let you know how he's getting on yeah definitely i think part of the good thing about the blog is that um we can put out stuff like that and and keep uh, the rangers fans updated and the club do a good job of letting us know how like, they do a kind of loan report and things like that but um i'm excited it's a good move for ross um it's a good move for rangers it's a good move for portsmouth and hopefully everybody reaps the, the kind of rewards because we've got some good young players and if it works for us first time i don't see any reason why we cannot replicate it going forward and have a good relationship with portsmouth because if at least we're good and and things like that so um rangers fans love an away trip and i'm sure that we'd love to head back down to portsmouth as well so um, I'm hoping that this works out and I'm hoping it just kind of strengthens the bond between the clubs and I do think, I generally do think that um, Portsmouth fans will love Ross he is, he is um, very wholehearted he's he's very committed and I think that um, like you were saying about the, the, Portsmouth crowd, uh, the Portsmouth crowd loving that I think that's exactly what Ross is and I think you're going to really like him yeah, and that's only going to build his confidence as well when he gets the backing of the fans in that sense. And yeah, it pushes his career on. Stevie, it's been great having you on the podcast. Is there anything we haven't covered? Um, so we won title 55 for Rangers this year and we won yeah. title for Portsmouth and Ross player of the season. I think that just about covers it. Yeah, I reckon we can do that, don't you? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's exactly where we need to be, mate. Nice one. Well, I hope we can develop him into that future captain, and I'm sure Stephen Gerrard would be happy if he gets back a, you know, a player of midfielder who's progressed even further. Yeah, definitely. It's probably a good time just to say as well, Hugh, just to um, Portsmouth fans listening, just um, good luck uh, this season. Hope that Ross is really good for you, and I hope that you can get back to where you belong, which is a Premiership club um, up there, challenging and having the the good days on on. Um, in the premiership that you had so I'm really hopeful that, that that happens again for Portsmouth and I'm hopeful that Ross will smash it for you this year so best of luck guys for this season thanks that means a lot we appreciate it and um, yeah we wish you guys all the best and I'm I'm on my fingers crossed that maybe you, this, this season you guys can actually win the championship and knock off Celtic and their um, well, arrogance towards football 
yeah, if we there's a lot of positivity up here. We we need to give them respect. They're a good side, um, but they're not the side they were under Brendan Rogers. So there's de- I think there's definitely been um, a closing of the gap between the sides. It's up to us now not to beat them because we beat them a couple of times last year. Our problem has been consistent and beating everybody else. So mm. let's see. Hopefully we can do that. Um, we look good in the the kind of preseason, but um, it's a tough start for us. So. Fingers crossed. I think that um, it's all about kind of momentum for Rangers. If we start start well, then I think it's just going to get stronger for us. But I think there's a, a sense of confidence, but it's not a, an arrogance. It's not a, a kind of well, we're going to do it. It's a, it's more a case of we could do it this year if if we if everybody pulls in the right direction. So fingers crossed, it'll be a good day, good year for both clubs, mate. Yeah, definitely. And if we send Ross back to you next season and he, and he uh, takes the captain's armband and takes the league by storm, is there anyone else you fancy sending us our way down you've got in the pipeline? Yeah, we've got a couple of cracking young players. Um, and if it all works out, then for us, um, likes of Stephen Kelly, um, Dapo Mabudi, um and Josh McPake are our kind of three upcoming um, young stars. Um, Stephen is a midfielder. He's currently just went to air and um Josh has just signed a new three year deal with us and Dapo has just signed a new, I think if I remember correctly, a four year deal last year. And these boys are all round about 17, 18 and they're our future. Dapo's a winger um, and he's he's fantastic. And Josh is a is a number ten but can play anywhere across the front. So if this goes well, um then it's a great avenue for us um and and hopefully for Portsmouth. Um, to, to kind of um, develop and, and it works both ways for the club so Ross is obviously a wee bit more advanced um, and his brother is, is just as good um, as, as goalkeeper wise he's, he's one that we're really going to kind of keep an eye on as well but a funny story just before we go I don't know how much Portsmouth fans will know this but towards the end of last season um, 83-84 minutes on the clock we were at home to Avernian and we were in 1-0 and Alan McGregor got sent off we'd used all three of our subs so Ross actually went in goals for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, it was, the funny thing was that Ross, um, obviously his twin brother, Robbie, is a goalkeeper of the family and Ross gets the first clean sheet of the McCrory household. Yeah, so, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bragging fights. Um, yeah, he, I think he was all right. He had a couple of decent catches. and But we, we're, um, as I said, we're, we're better now defensively and things. So we kind of marshaled the game well. But... Yeah, he was brave enough and um, big enough to take the gloves for the last 10 minutes. And that's what you're getting off Ross. Ross is a, a leader um, and he's strong and, and strong-willed as well. And I, I suspect that when we, we talk again and we do this hopefully in a couple of months, he's, a, he's our same well, you were right. So fingers crossed everything works for both. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I can't wait to give you an update on his progress. And hopefully, you know, all looks good, mate. So let's have it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, best of luck this season um, for Portsmouth. I hope the fans enjoy Ross and I hope you guys get back to where you belong. Yeah, thanks, Stevie. And uh, yeah, give them guys a, a follow on, on Twitter, guys. So at 4LadsHadADream and follow Stevie as well at StevieCliff27. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, always happy and hopefully we'll hear some um, reports back from Portsmouth fans. If you want to get in touch, feel free. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm sure some of our writers can write up some reports here as well, as well as myself. Yeah, fantastic. You know where we are. Always happy to hear and it'll be good to follow Ross's progress. Yeah, for sure. All right. Cheers, Stevie. Appreciate you coming on, mate.
Yeah, thanks very much, Hugh. Um, thanks for um, having us along. And as I said, best of luck for the season. Thanks, mate. You have been listening to the PO Forecast for Pompey News Now. Available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow PO Forecast and Pompey News Now on Twitter for more information. And there is the full-time whistle! <laughs>